Are you longing to deepen your relationship with God? Can you imagine what a life of living in heaven on earth would be like? If any of this is resonating with you, keep listening. Welcome to the Glory Invasion Podcast, where we discuss how to naturally live supernatural. This is your host, Shay Griffith, and I am so excited that you made the decision to invest in yourself and join me on this journey of diving deeper into Glory Realm. What is up, Glory Releasers? Welcome to the Glory and Power Portal, where we discuss all things supernatural. This is your host, spiritual growth coach, Shay Griffith, and my co-host, spiritual life coach, Raquel Wright. And we are so excited to have you with us today for another episode of our Glory Invasion podcast. If you could do us a favor and stop what you're doing right now don't turn this off though and make sure to share this out to someone share share it on your social media uh, platforms text somebody let them know that um, you are tuned in to the glory invasion podcast we want to try to get the word out to as many people as we can um, to be a part of what God is doing and just invading the earth with his glory. Well, I hope that you are excited, uh, as excited as we are about today's episode. (laughs) Um, If you were with us last week, or if you weren't, uh, we talked about the generational tension Um, and you know, we've just really been building. So we've kind of been, um, in the book of Haggai and just talking about the, uh, rebuilding of the temple. And so, um, this week, as I uh, told you last week would be a part two, because it was just way, way too much, um, to try to, to fit into one episode. So we just want to, uh, just pick that back up this week. So, um, we, if, if, you know, you are taking notes, I know some of you are note takers, we are still, um, primarily in Ezra three and 12, um, where basically it's talking about how, uh, during the rebuilding of the temple, um, the older generation, they were weeping because they were mourning um, the loss of the former temple, um, the former glory, um, and and the newer temple, you know, it didn't look as lavish as the former temple did. And so they were just really just grieving that. Um, and then you had the younger generation, Bible says <clears throat> they were shouting, they were rejoicing um um excited about uh the erection of the new temple and the bible talks about how you couldn't even barely distinguish the difference in sound between um the weeping and the rejoicing uh so we left off just talking about how 
Um, that is just such a perfect illustration of what we're dealing with today. Um, you know, how God is uh, breaking in. God is doing new things. We're in a time of greater glory. Um, but at the same time, um, there are some that they are grieving and mourning um, and having a hard time just adjusting uh, to the new and just moving away from the former glory, you know, and, you know, we just want to, you know, make it very clear that we're absolutely not saying that we don't need, um, what the former generation has not saying that at all. In fact, um, there are some very rich nuggets, uh, from the former generation that, um, we need, you know, to build upon, um, but at the same time, uh, we've got to discern and know the difference between uh, ancient things, uh, rich things yeah. that uh, God wants us to keep, God wants yeah. us to build upon, and things that, I mean, they're just old, they're just done. Yeah, You know, um, I think about in the scripture how it talks about the um apothecary and it talks about flies being around yeah like that old oil that old you know perfume Come on. so some things just need to be disposed of okay that's good um so just finding the balance in be in between that and, and it's about trying to find a partnership between the generations um so that's where we basically left off last week um, and we, we talked a little bit about um, foundation and how um, the, t the new temple was actually built on a totally new foundation. And uh, we talked about how sometimes the Lord will have you build upon a, a previous foundation and then sometimes he'll have you build upon something new. And it's not new in the sense of doctrine or principle. Yes. Um, because the foundation it is uh jesus christ and right. i believe um coach raquel has a scripture um about that um but the scripture you know it talks about how christ is the foundation and the apostles and prophets are partnered with christ yeah. you want you have that up yeah first corinthians three eleven. for other foundation can no man lay then that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. So the foundation is already laid. It's already, mm -hmm. um, you know, we already come to terms with what it's about. It's about Christ. It's about the foundation of Jesus. And no man can lay another foundation other than that. Um, and then, you know, Ephesians 2 and 20 says, and are built upon the foundation of apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. So again, long as we keep in Jesus as the mm -hmm. principal foundation, the chief cornerstone, right? And then there are other principles that coincide with the times and the days that you're in um, that are effective, but still built on Jesus Christ. So yeah, Ephesians 2 and 20 and 1 Corinthians 3 and 11. Yes, yes. And, you know, when it talks about the apostles and prophets, um, you know, we have to remember <clears throat> that each generation, each um, era, um, it comes with 
new pro- sets of pro- prophets and apostles. Yes. Um, and so the the job or the function of the apostles and the prophets, you know, are to partner with Christ. Yes. Um, to get the vision for how to lay foundations and how to build. Okay. And it's not about, um, as I always like to say, you know, it's not about, um, the apostles and prophets being more superior or better. It's not about some kind of like pyramid. God does not operate like that. Um, it's just about, you know, operating in the grace and the function that the Lord has given to us as um, prophets and those that are called um, to be apostles. According to the times. Yes, according to the times, you know. So, so I mean, I may maybe jumping just a little bit ahead here, but that, you know, essentially means that um, it means for sure that things, expressions will look different. Correct. It doesn't mean that um that that people are moving away from christ or principles of the doctrine or whatever but um you know as we evolve as a church because remember the church is a living organism correct so as we evolve as a church we come in the deeper revelation that's right yeah um we uh the scripture talks about how we we, we're going from glory to glory and so there are things and revelations that that the previous generation has that the their gener the generation before them did not have. Right. There is revelation and understanding we have that the previous generation um, didn't have. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because again, we're 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 growing. The Bible talks about until we all come into the knowledge of the faith. That's you it. know, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, into a perfect man. That's good. Right. So nobody has all of everything you know even half of what we think we know honestly you know you get farther down the road and the 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 deeper you press into to the lord um the more you find out oh you know i didn't know that as well as i thought i did and sometimes what happens is um because we are the way that we think the way that we process things you know, a lot of it has to do with our environment. It has to do with our culture. It has to do with our upbringing, you know? And so a lot of times we're told how to think, you know, how to exergete, um, scriptures, you know, all those sorts of things. Um, but sometimes it's important. It's very important that we take a step back, right. And that we, um, look into the word of God with no opinions, yeah. no biases, mm-hmm. with a fresh set of eyes that we draw near into God, um, into the presence of God, um, looking into the eyes of God, you know, with without any just any preconceived ideas yes. of who he come on here, of who he is. Reevaluate. Reevaluate. Yes. Yeah. Just reevaluate. I'm telling you, some of the and it just stirs me thinking about it, you know, some of the most profound encounters I have had and God me tell you, when I I really, really start tapping into supernatural things and deeper revelations, it was when I just laid aside everything that I thought I knew. Yeah. 
Um, and I just really begin to press into God. I'm sure you can relate to that. Oh yeah. Um, pressing into God, just like I just want to know you, Lord. You know, I you Holy Spirit, teach me. You know, and the Lord will come and, and clarify some things, clean some things up. Look, they taught you this way, yes. but this is this is what I'm saying. Correct. You know, and so you have the right, please understand, you have the right and permission to do that. You know, and there's a lot of what's happening with our generation is a lot of people, um, they are really getting cleansed and detoxed yes. from a lot of toxic teaching. OK, a lot of toxic teaching that the former generation or generations, you know, have um, instilled into us. Again, we're not saying just throw it all away. But there are some things that were very damaging. Yeah. That were very, very damaging to us. A lot of us, this generation is talking about church hurt and church trauma. Yeah. And listen, these things are real, like it or not. Because some people, you know, that upsets them. And I've heard people, you know, talk very negative about people that say they've experienced church hurt and people that have said, um, you know, that people are just making excuses because they want to do what they want to do. And I mean, you may have some that that is the case, but no, there's very real trauma. Like there's very real trauma. Absolutely. Um, that that many of us have experienced um, from the church and from some teachings that were based off of the opinion of man or based off of just some broke theology. Yes. Right. And so God, you know, is we're in a time of healing right now, a time of detoxing and healing. But anyway, so today um, we just wanted to just briefly just share just some experiences that we have had with um, generational tension. Like what what some of the things we have experienced personally um, and really just how do we navigate through that? Because we don't want to just get on here and talk about the problems, but we really want to help move towards solution and healing. So, um, woman of God, yes. <laughs> what kind of experiences have you had with generational tension and how did you navigate through those experiences? Um, okay. So for me personally, you know, I've, I just possess a, a strong leadership quality about myself, so I'm, I'm typically heading the pack, um, you know, just naturally. Um, you know, in, in Ezra 3, you you know, they they the older generation wept while the younger generation rejoiced about the new temple, the, the, um, the new place of worship that the, the the new dedication to god glory be to god and you know it says that they laid an entirely new foundation and like we said this foundation has not nothing to, and like we said this foundation has not nothing to do with the principles of truth and um the principles of god and worship and understanding um truth is 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 not changeable it's not interchangeable it does not change it's the same yesterday today and forever yes so the matter of the new foundation being laid has nothing to do with um changing uh the truth of god the principles of god but i believe it has more so to do with the expressions right 
um, we update our our electronics. Uh, we we update in and evolve in technology. Um, like you said, there is a, an evolution as just mankind, as a human being, you should be evolving. Um, even our understanding of God and the expression thereof and the representation thereof, there should be an evolving, there should be a getting better, there should be a, you know, a, a, a great, a, a greater expression and understanding of wisdom from generation to generation. And typically, when it's the next generation's turn, when it's the time for the changing of the guards, um, you know, we see it with um, King David and Saul, the, the generational tension and the, the jealousy that arose and the hindrance mm. and the blocking mm. that mm. took mm. place. And we've got to get to a better understanding and a better acceptance of the next generation's um, turn and time and the passing of the baton. <clears throat> because what it does, it hinders the move of God and the glory of God more than anything. We think we're blocking people and we're we're preserving our position. But no, if there is a time and season for everything mm -hmm. and there was a time for the next generation to move forward and you know it's just brought to my attention how um um the during the, the the building of the new temple and they were positioning the next generation um they were appointing the levites as young as in the service of the temple as young as 20 years old you know and and i could see myself where i was i was you know pretty ready um early on but because there were older generations mm -hmm. that weren't ready to to launch a catapult mm -hmm. the next generation mm -hmm. because they didn't understand their yes. expression yes. because they didn't understand mm -hmm. their zeal because they didn't understand uh their their wisdom they didn't understand um the encounters that they were having with God behind the scenes and how that was contributing to um just this excitement and, and, and this acceleration to move in the glory of God. So, you know, I, I, I feel like there were so many places that I were that that should have um, had more understanding for positioning and posturing the next generation for greater glory and leadership. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, you know, oftentimes there was an experience of um, contending with and and uh, resisting um, the desire, you know, to move out. And sometimes it wasn't verbal, but, you know, you you can feel resistance. And, and you know, I believe the, the way that we can deal with um, having smoother transitions is by building relationship, is by having conversation, is by reasoning with one another, having a better understanding of where one another is coming from. Because, again, there can be, um, communication barriers and language barriers because again every generation is different their their expression of dance begins to change their expression of uh, speech and slang if you just watch how generations uh, shift um, there again there's an evolution so I think one way to kind of have better transitions and um, to kind of diminish some of the tension is to build relationship really have genuine heart to hearts really understand where one another is how we can serve the next generation in the lord to carry out the assignment uh that's over their lives um another way yeah a, a, another way is to just have communication mm -hmm. any relationship um uh, is going to to grow well 
with communication yes. and without communication it's absolutely going to die so i just think to to deal with um the strain of generations mm-hmm. and to to diminish some of the tension there needs to be genuine love genuine conversation genuine relationship not just always going out and only seeing each other mm-hmm. to do service and to do the work of the Lord, but outside of the temple and outside the work of the Lord, get to know people as people mm-hmm. for who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, get to assess where they are currently in their lives and then begin to, you know, watch them grow and develop in God and celebrate that. Um, be open for the for the timing of God. You know, we have to be mindful of the timing of God. We have to answer for when we stifle and when we uh, cause hindrances to the move of God, whether ignorantly or knowingly, that there's still, you still have to answer to that. You still have to answer to the blood on your hands. So we just got to be more compassionate toward one another, more interested in who one another is and who God um, and what God has called us all to contribute because we only know in part and we prophesy in part. So we've just got to be mindful that we are in the timing of God and we are not inflicting uh, traumas on one another because of our lack of understanding and lack of communication. Um, so yeah, there are, there are ways to kind of uh, diminish the tension and the strain against generations and the, the passing of the baton to to the next um, generation and then be open with reporting and, and giving them all the knowledge you know wisdom that you've obtained and then let them you know sift through what's needed because again everything evolves technology evolves some things are still necessary other things may not be so we just got to be conscious of how we handle one another. Yes, yes, great nuggets and great wisdom. I want to go back to a comment that you said um, about how you know you were ready pretty early for launching, but um, you were being stifled. Yeah, or not, or you know, or maybe they didn't recognize the the ripeness. Yeah, you know, it's just um, interesting that you say that because, you know, I was just trying to decide um, which experience, you know, to share um, that I've had with generational tension. I was kind of torn between two specific um, scenarios here, but that was the one scenario that I, you know, was feeling unction to just share about is, um, you know, when it comes to walking in purpose, walking in destiny, um, what that's like, um, being stifled, you know, because of whatever reasons, (laughs) um, that some of those in the former generation or, you know, what we call like old school, um, you know, they really, and then let me say this, you know, this is my disclaimer here. You know, I believe in um, accountability, but I believe in it in a very healthy way. Yes, that's cool. Because there's a healthy, there's a healthy understanding of accountability and then there's a very unhealthy 
um, perspective or understanding of it. And, you know, one of the hardest things I've had to deal with relative to generational tension was, you know, when it was time to really step out into what God was calling me to do outside of the standard kind of, uh, I mean, because I was already preaching, teaching, um, working altars, heavily, heavily, heavily serving in my local church. Um, but then God began to do a thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> God, it was God. It was, it was 100% God. You know, I had a very solid prayer life, um, very solid, uh, con life of consecration, you know, and I, and I mean, I knew, when I was younger, you know, I was called to preach. I was called in the ministry. As a matter of fact, you know, me and uh, Coach Raquel, you know, we talk about this all the time. Like, you know, when it came to thinking about, well, what do I want to be when I grow up? You know, as a kid, really, my heart was just ministry. That was really my heart. There wasn't necessarily one specific career path because my heart really was, was full-time ministry. You know, God put that in me, right? Um, and so, you know, I went through preparation very early for that. And so when God started to um, open doors for me, um, God started to bless me with opportunities, you know, to move into you know, my personal ministry. So this is outside of the local church. Mm -hmm. um, it was rough, y'all. You know, it, it was rough. It was very, very rough because, um, you know, old school church, they want you to jump through all these hoops. I'm just going to, you know, be honest. I'm just, you know, all I know how to be is myself, Okay. And they right. want you to jump through so many hoops. Now, I do understand, again, accountability is good. And sometimes people aren't ready um, to do certain things. But this was so evident that it was God. And what was interesting was everybody around me could see it. Yeah. But the, the leadership that I was connected to at the time, because of some um uh, opinions you know about again expression of ministry yeah um and some personal experiences you know they had had yeah um with people that they knew who did ministry or whatever in a very unconventional way and you know maybe somebody got caught up in the wrong thing or, you know, operated in the wrong spirit or whatever, you know, and, and it, you know, didn't turn out well. And because of all those experiences, what I was doing and what God was leading me to do, um, in their minds, um, it was going to be the same, you know, as, you know, such and such over here, you know, they, they stepped out and did this, this way. And this is what happened, you know? Um, but one bad apple, you know, you can't try to, um, you, you know, we don't have the right, you know, to assume or think, um, because one situation looks similar to another situation that it's gonna 
be bad because it turned out bad for someone else, right? Um, because there's so many factors in all of that. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like two people can be doing the exact same thing. Yes. But they can have two completely different spirit spirits, two completely different uh, motivations. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's so many factors in all that. And so um, it, w- it was a hindrance for me, you know, because I was torn. I know this is speaking to someone right now. I was really torn because, you know, I was basically being made to feel like I was being rebellious, which I, I, I was in as much as in quote unquote order as I could be, you know, making sure to, because when God started doing what he did, it took off fast. Like, yeah, because I had prepared myself, y'all, Correct. it took off fast and, um, you know, there wasn't really time, you know what I mean? To, to stop and, and, and have a meeting and do all the, like God was already moving, Yeah, you know, which I did. You know, I did, you know, try to be in order and um, communicate and all that, but it it just went the way that it went. But I had to really essentially make a decision um, that I was going to obey God. Okay. I had to make a decision that I was going to obey God and fruit don't lie, y'all. And so, you know, here I am today because I, I did obey God, you know, and I had other accountability in my life as well the, the scripture talks about in the multitude of counsels their safety on. i mean right multitude though i did i did a little study on that we we falling off real bad with our multitude of counselors and safety that multitude means ten thousand yep ten thousand so it's not just you go to one person that's another again you know old school mentality that it's just one this one man this one woman Uh you go to which we don't have time to get in that today because (laughs) we got to wrap this this show up today but you know um god has shown himself and proven himself you know that i have followed him you know so i hope that that encourages someone we are out of time for today's show, but we pray that you are blessed yes. and that you join us um, next week um, and that you you walk this week in destiny and purpose and in joy and in peace in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Love you all. <laughs>so that you don't miss an episode, make sure that you are subscribed to the Glory Invasion with Shay Griffith podcast. For more resources to help you in your spiritual growth journey, join our Glory Invasion Facebook group. We look forward to going and growing from one dimension of glory to the next with you.